Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick Live. I'm here with Todd Wagner. What's up? And my friend Emma, and my name is Cooper Wagner. It is good to be with you guys today. Should I say, what's up, friends, just so we have some continuity? Yeah. What's up, friends? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick Live. We're going to be taking questions live. That's what this segment's going to be every day at 12. And so if you can go to watermark, or sorry, facebook.com slash watermarkchurch, that is where we're going to be taking questions. So, or go to Instagram at Watermark Church, and we'll take questions there too, and we're going to do them live. But hey, the first question we got came in right away. Are you in the Illuminati? <laughs> that actually came in. No, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't well, come in. Well, uh, my answer would be, though, if I was, could I tell you? Mm. I don't know. Could you? Would you? Uh, I, I, what do you think? I don't. Uh, what would Jay-Z say? Yeah. The, when Jay-Z uh, and T-Swift, Swift, we talked yeah. about it last night in our meeting. And they said, don't, don't right, tell. I'm not okay. supposed yeah. to tell. Okay. All right. Okay. So real talk. Everybody's freaking out. Stores are sold out of just about everything. <laughs> should I be afraid? Where should I turn? Well, uh, a good place to always turn. So this is the first question. If there's a lot of anxiety right now in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how many questions we get about anxiety. So the very first question we're answering on Real Truth Real Quick Live is about what to do in the midst of this world that seems to be collapsing in on us, right? One of the things we always tell people is that if dependence is the goal, then desperation. I think in the past I've said weakness is an advantage, but desperation is an advantage because it drives you to not just our present reality, but what I would say is ever-present reality. Our problem is not that we appear to be in a desperate situation right now. Our problem is that we don't think we're desperate all the times. Yeah. So um, what I would encourage you to do is to fill your mind. I mean, just, I mean, I, you know, real truth real quick, is a chance for me to help you get a biblical perspective on life, leadership, and the world we live in. And so the world we live in is God's world. This is our Father's world. And we are his children. And so what does any kid do, any child do, when they're in a moment of distress or despairing? They look to mom. They look to dad. And so we should look to our Father. So let's do this. Let's start Real Truth real quick in the best way. Let's open up the Word. Mm. So um, Psalm 42 is what I would run to. Um, Psalm, there you go, open that middle of the Bible, just flip around. There we go to 42. And this is what it says. It says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. I would stop and just say, is that true? Right? We, um, this morning on Watermark TV, and, and by the way, a question I might ask you is, uh, why are we wearing headsets? Okay? <laughs> because there was a mic right here. Because this is going to be kind of the new format, we think, of Real Truth yeah. real quick. We're going to do it like a podcast. We're going to film our podcast. Uh, Coop, Emma, sometimes Graham will be in here with us just uh, firing a bunch of different questions and talking this way. And then we'll cut it up into little segments. But we're on Watermark TV right now. And a little bit earlier today at 10 o'clock, we did kind of a family prayer time. And one of the things that we said there is it takes as much energy to worry as it does to pray, right? So why not, why not pray? Because, you know, worry is just going to lead to stress and anxiety and despair. It's not going to help you at all. It's going to create panic. But prayer is going to be an opportunity for us to rehearse what is true and to talk to our Father who loves us. So I'll start just by asking you, as the deer pants for water, so my soul longs for you. Is that true? I think what a lot of people want is control, okay? And I, I just want to tell you control's an illusion. You don't have control, all right? God has control. And so you've got to remember that what you need to do is keep your eyes fixed on him. He's the author and the perfecter of your faith. And he tells you that the troubles that you have on this world are going to be producing in you character and character is going to produce in you 
perseverance, and perseverance is going to produce in us ultimately hope <laughs> that there's something greater that we're living for. So Psalm 42.1 just starts, um, it's the psalmist who's overwhelmed because he's being ridiculed by his enemies, all right? We might feel like we're being overrun by enemies right now, but it says, this is what I'm going to do. In the midst of my troubles, I want more of God, which is one of the great benefits of troubles, mm. is yeah. it reminds us of our need, of our need, of our constant dependence. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, I mean, I could keep going through this entire psalm, and one of the things I would tell you, Psalm 42 and 43 are really tied together. In the Hebrew, these two psalms are collapsed. Um, we number them just as a point of reference, but you really ought to read Psalm 43 with Psalm 42, okay? But watch this. My soul thirsts for God, does yours. Right? And one of the things that we're seeing right now that I love, one of the benefits of uh, Corona If there are virus, any, there's a few. And, and this is one. This, this is, is one number one. Anything that makes us um, desire more of God is a blessing. I think Spurgeon is the guy who said, I have learned to kiss the rock of ages upon which the waves have thrown me. That's good. Uh, you know, uh, and so, you know, I, I just think that that when we are in the midst of, trouble, it reminds us where our security and where our hope lies. So my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. That's who God is. He's not asleep. He's not weary or tired. It's why you should sleep. It's a sign of your faith. People who don't have a good faith don't sleep well. Yeah. Mm. All right. In fact, that's what the Psalm, that's what the proverb says. It says, uh, how blessed is uh, the sleep of the righteous. Mm -hmm. All right. Or this uh, specifically says the sleep of the righteous man is sweet. So well, man, but, listen, I could keep going on and on on this yeah, one topic because yeah. it's a really felt need. But let me say something uh, just on that same idea is I think another benefit of this just time that we get to slow down a little bit is that uh, we really do get to find out if our soul is longing for God, because we no longer have the excuse of, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. We get to find out in this time where we're slowing down, where does our soul turn when we have nothing else to do? And I think a lot of, especially for people my age, we, our, our excuse is constantly, I don't have time, I'm so busy, I got class, I have yeah. new job, I'm trying to figure out life. And right now we're getting to slow down and we're really finding out, man, I don't, I don't not have time, I just don't make it a priority. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and then I would even say, what do I do if I realize I don't want to? Like, I'd rather sit and watch Netflix. What, it, what should be my response if I realize that's the condition of my heart? Well, I mean, first of all, I just acknowledge it's true, right? Yeah. One of the things, um, one of the reasons that people look at porn, one of the reasons that people drink, one of the reasons that people binge watch Netflix yeah. is it's a distraction. It is... Um, a place that the world goes to find comfort. It's to distract us from the reality of our current pain. And so what you want to do is you want to, first of all, be gracious to yourself and, and realize that you live in a world filled and racked with temptation. That temptation that you've been given um, is not unique to you. Sure. And, and then just say, okay, but what does a spiritually appraised mind do? All right, the natural me wants to distance myself from reality, to mm -hmm. hide in a story. It's why I read, you know, gals might read uh, romance novels. Sure. I want to get lost in this idea. Fantasy land. Some guys might read romance novels too. Yeah, they yeah. might. Yeah. Who knows? Right. And, I don't. Because, and so, and, you know, we act like porn is a guy's problem and romance novels are a girl's problem, but they're not. We know right. that a lot of gals struggle with porn. We right. know that Cooper and some other guys read romance novels. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, basically, you know, what I would just say is, I got to ask myself, why am I prone to eat comfort food, mm -hmm. right? It's natural, yeah. but it just doesn't give you great comfort. In fact, mm -hmm. you hate yourself a lot of times after you have about your third banana muffin, 
Yeah. Okay. And so uh, let me just go back. I think I said earlier the quote by, by Spurgeon wrong. Mm-hmm. I think I said, I've learned to kiss the rock of ages and, and, and not the waves. The actual quote is, I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me up against mm-hmm. the rock of ages. I think I reversed That's it in good. my mind's eye. Yeah. So it's a much better even way to say it. So yeah. like when, when trouble comes, we should be thankful for it because it throws us up against the rock of ages. Mm-hmm. Okay. It shouldn't throw you up against a banana muffin or your latest binge watch on Netflix. Now listen, don't beat yourself up if appropriately there are times that you want to enjoy a show. So enjoy chocolate, enjoy friends, um, enjoy a pint if you're C.S. Lewis. Yeah. But do not find your comfort there. Yeah. Everything's good in moderation, but when you start to binge on things, which is what's happening a lot now. So, okay, everything is good if it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That's mm-hmm. 1 Timothy 4. It's a better way to say right? it. Right? <laughs> it's a better yeah. way to say it. God's way is always a better way to say it, right? Making sure you had so, a better way to but, say but, it. But, you know, <laughs> but honestly, right, because we, moderation is good. And, and, you know, uh, even moderation of moderation. There's a time to have fun, mm-hmm. okay? And, and to kind of go all in on something. But listen, there's never a bad time to go all in on God. Yeah. So we're human. This is earth, all right? But realize that the way to prosper on earth is to think much of God. And to think continually of God. That's why it says in the scriptures, pray without ceasing, right? Because mm-hmm. that is another way of saying that we're going to set our mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. All the things, you know, Emma and Coop, that we're prone to do um, are idols because we go where we think we're going to get comfort or where we think we're going to get provision. And God says, I want to be your constant provision. Mm-hmm. One of the things God gives us is food. So yeah. enjoy it. But eat or drink to the glory of God. In other mm-hmm. words, don't treat the food like it's God. Remind yourself it's a gift from God mm-hmm. when you get a good banana muffin or a good moment of entertainment. Yeah. I'm going to totally shift gears, yeah. go a completely different direction. Okay. There's a lot of weddings, a lot of engagements, a lot of relationships that are some way being put on hold. We got a question that came in is, if my wedding was scheduled for June, July, even April this and weekend. May, this weekend, should I move it up? Should I move weddings back? <laughs> I mean, what, what would your counsel be to young people getting married there? Well, listen, um, I would say to young people, always focus on the marriage much more than the wedding. So I don't know about all the logistics about your particular wedding plans, but don't make even your wedding your idol. Make God your king and know that his concern is in your marriage and not your wedding. So if it's going to make sense for you logistically to move it up and to have your wedding sooner or to have it later, you can always come back and have a celebration or a party. And um, I, 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 you know, part of it right now, we know that we are um, commanded by the scripture to honor kings and those that are in authority, unless there's a compelling reason. I wouldn't say that your coming wedding is a compelling reason to uh, disobey uh, the king, all right, but we should be individuals um, who, as the scripture says, honor the king. And right now, not getting to have your wedding, which is what they're saying, weddings, as you designed them, are off right now. And so it won't be sin for you to not have a wedding the way you planned it. When you do it, all I would say is God says it's foolish to get married uh, hastily, and it's foolish to get married to somebody who's not radically devoted to him. But I can't answer your specific question about when your wedding date should be. I can tell you that right now the king has said we're not going to have big weddings. Mm-hmm. But luckily, that won't affect your great marriage. So I'd focus on your marriage. I would lay down your hopes and dreams of the wedding that you've always wanted if the date was to be in this little window and realize you can always come back and have the party. And I bet you're going to be like my kids. 
who have all said, gosh, if we could just take some of the resource and attention that we poured into that wedding and have it now, those resources for our marriage have been so much better anyway. So Definitely. think of a creative way Save to celebrate. Save that money. <laughs> Save that money, Jack. <laughs> so uh, what I would just tell you to do is just think about um, having a great marriage and, and let's grieve. And I, I, I would come up with somebody that I really get it. Hey, um, it's fun to dream about a wedding day, but... Um, and so I would mourn a little bit with that particular bride, that particular guy, and the friends that wanted to be there with them. And I would just say, be much with Jesus, and let's charge ahead. That's good. Yeah. This question, I know we mentioned that Graham will be on here every now and then. This one's actually directly from Graham. Oh, Graham's uh, a good, he, yeah. because he's asking questions while he's not he, here. He's, to, at, he's sending yeah. us the questions that you guys are asking. But this one is not from anyone out there. It's from Graham. <laughs> if I'm quarantined and I'm single, <laughs> should I start online dating? See, now why do you want to throw Graham under the bus like that, bro? Well, I mean, they... hey, I'll ask it too. Okay. Y'all are married. I'm not. <laughs> you talk, should I? Yeah. Should you start online dating? Yeah, sure. So we actually covered this in an earlier edition of Real Truth, Real Quick. We, we, we said, what's God's word have to say um, about online dating? And obviously, there wasn't a whole lot of internet access back when the Bible was being assembled or when yeah. the Spirit of God was uh, moving in the hearts of individuals to create what we now have as the scripture. But there are some principles that are there. And, and one of the things I would just say is, listen, because it's a different day and age, um, let me just walk it away from online dating and just show you kind of how um, I would answer that maybe a couple hundred years ago, a couple of centuries ago. Is it wrong to court a girl uh, through letters? What would you say to that? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. But ultimately, you're going to have to eventually get face to face. All right. One of the things that is true of letters, just like it's true of online. Um, oh gosh. What's it even called when you put your, your little portfolio online? What's it called? An Tinder? online Tinder? persona oh. profile. That's the word I was looking for. I was off. No, no yes, yeah, you were off. What are you doing on Tinder? Over I'm, there, babe? I'm not on Tinder. <laughs> but, uh, Yikes. No, but, but your profile is that people can present themselves any way they want. Yeah. Through their profile, through sure. their online. And frankly, through a letter, the best way to get to know somebody is to be long present with them, and frankly, to people that you trust who know them even better than you do, mm -hmm. okay? So, so just be aware that, um, that there are problems with getting to know somebody in any kind of way that limits the information that God says that you should have yeah. before you commit even emotional promiscuity. Sure, All right, sure. much less the physical. Yeah. Right, the physical safe for after the wedding, but but be careful not just to throw yourself too quickly at somebody. You know, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. And um, what I would say is that social media, in and of itself, and online, in and of itself, is not the problem. There are maybe some inherent problems that it creates that being present doesn't, but people are deceitful on first dates anyway. Sure. Absolutely. All right? yeah. They just have an easier medium to do that when you're online. So be aware. The truth is, again, this goes back to our earlier question. A lot of folks are there because they're desperate for interaction and they're desperate for connection and they think another person is going to fill their heart. Mm. And what I would say is that's not even a person you want to get yoked with. You want to only yoke with somebody who's already experienced the satisfaction of being much with Jesus. And there's not a lot of those folks around. So what I would say is make sure you're that person. There, there's enough of them out there where we can find one another, but you want to be um, much with God before you try and find if somebody else can be the much you need. Yeah. All right. So next question, my employer tells me to go to work. Hey, did we? let me just ask this. Do we answer the question? Are folks satisfied? What I would say is be careful and yeah. be wise it's not sin to meet friends online, okay? It is sin 
to think that friends, and especially boyfriends or girlfriends or future spouses, are going to be enough. Mm -hmm. So get your enough first. And then whether it's online, on the phone, or in person, you'll be okay. And let me add to that real quick. I think just at this time, I think we're finding out that we really are made for connection and for relationships. And so don't run to those dating websites as filling that void that you're not Mm -hmm. getting from friends and community that you typically get. So don't run to that as an excuse or as the, as filling this void. Like he said earlier, run to the father, uh, run to things that are really going to fill your soul, not just dating websites where you're dating a PR department. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so my employer tells me you've got to go to work. You got to be in the office Monday through Friday, eight to five. Mm-hmm. But my heart, I'm not. I'm not so sure I should go. Hmm. What do I do? Well, you work for me, Emma. So let's just work it out right here, real time, live. <laughs> We're right. being forced to work. <laughs> All right, no, I'm it's not forced. Oh, that you were representing. True. That was somebody else's question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. It's yeah. actually Graham uh, again. Okay. It, yeah, Graham. It's, I just thought you just want to work it out right here in front of everybody. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so basically, you know, here's what I would say is you just got to communicate. Well, you have to realize that you do work for somebody. It is a J O B, um, spells job. Luckily, if you are in the city of Dallas and you're not in a non-essential, uh, by their definition, work environment, there you go. I think I saw a funny meme that said, Hey, NBA cancels games. Uh, you know, uh, MLB cancels games. And my boss says, I'll see you tomorrow. Right. And, And so, uh, I, I, I get it. Some people are like, man, I don't know if I feel safe about that. Well, then communicate it. And guess what? Um, you might go, it's just not fair. They're making me work during this time when everybody else gets off. And I would say, well, that is your lot right now. If you mm-hmm. believe you're putting yourself at risk, there's no job that is worthy of that. So communicate well with your boss. Let them know your concerns. But more than anything, let them know that you're not taking advantage of this moment to just be lazy and to get to stay home and do what somebody else gets to do because they have a different job than Mm -hmm. you. So I would say lead up well, talk about what your concerns are, come up with alternative solutions and, um, you know, make it very clear that you're not looking for a, a free paid vacation. Believe me, there's a lot of people today that would love to be able to go to work. So, uh, take care of yourself, be wise, don't put yourself at risk. Uh, practice appropriate social distancing, right? Even though I think we're three and a half feet, we measured not quite six, but, uh, you know, do the best you can. We'll get a bigger table for future Real Truth Real Quick Lives. There it is. Um, This is a question that keeps coming in. It's been asked every single day, but today's the first time on Real Truth Real Quick Live. So we're going to ask it again. We got it specifically for teenagers, but I'm just going to broaden it and say, again, we're stuck at home. Hmm. How should I use my time? How can I, how can I develop my character what do I do just with all of this free time that's so easy to just run to things that are entertaining me, but how do I actually build into myself? Yeah, it's so great about some of these questions is that the, the right answer today was the right answer yesterday, mm-hmm. okay? So when somebody says, what should I do with my today? I would say, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? Yeah. Uh, in all, don't, don't lean in your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, don't walk in the way of the wicked or stand the path of sinner or sit in the seat of scoffers, right? Mm-hmm. But delight yourself in the law of the Lord because on that law you meditate day and night. I, I would just say that what you want to do is discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. There, I just mm-hmm. give you five different things that the scripture says you should always do. It is a fact that a lot of us go, I just, I just there's so much going on, man. I just wish I had more time. Uh, you know, more time to what? 
Yeah. I mean, right now, that's what you've got. Okay, our problem typically isn't that we need more time. Our, proper, our problem is often that we don't spend our more time where we most need to speed it, spend it. So I tell folks a lot. This has been a phrase I've been reminding myself uh, a lot lately as I think about what to read, right? I think about reading the Bible first and the Bible most. So whatever else I'm doing, okay, that, that just kind of spilled out of my little head a few days ago when I was just answering this, a similar question, like what should I do right now? Okay, Bible first and Bible most. The more I seek God like a deer seeks water, the more my soul pants for intimacy with God, the more I'm going to be ready for every yeah. single circumstance and situation. So here's what's amazing is you can jump um, into so many different communities where when you read the Bible, you don't have to read in isolation. And folks will interact with you. So we have a jointhejourney.com. You can go on there, and there's a place when you can read with other people communally a specific text and go, hey, I got a question about what I was just reading today in John. Uh, and there's going to be scores of people that are going to be there to help you unpack it and understand it, do that with your community, be texting folks. One of the great things that you can do when you are reading the Bible first and Bible most is you're going to run across things that either really impact you or really confuse you. Mm -hmm. And you can share them with others either way. People are going to be encouraged, yeah. probably in a similar way that you were encouraged. Or if you go to them and say, hey, let's figure out what this difficult text means together, your spiritual seeking is going to turn into spiritual leading very quickly. So use your time wisely. I mean, there's so many other great things to read, but I would just make sure that you don't, well, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. That's my answer. And when you do that, you're going to have plenty of other time to do other things. I sat down uh, with your brother, Coop, uh, not long ago, and I just said, hey, let's just do this, man. Let's just kind of show you what you have an opportunity to do this week. And I said, how many hours a night you want to sleep? Eight. Okay, let's give yeah, you eight. eight. All right, so there's eight. And by the way, I just said to him, I go, do you know how many hours there are in a week? So we, we know it's uh, seven times 24, right? Can you do that math? That's not, that's not my not, thing. I, I haven't graduated yet. I'm saying I, I'm, not a, I'm not a math major. Uh, come yeah, on. I was but, an English major. Uh, okay. And I'm deflecting right now. Uh, so what's seven times two? It's 140, right? So what, seven times 20 is 140, seven times two is right? right? And so then you got seven times four because it's four more hours. That's 28. So that's how you get there, right? So it's not, so, th so there you go. So yeah. it's 168, 168 in a week. So if you then start with that and you sleep eight hours a night, that's seven times eight, which is 56. So you subtract that from 148. All right. Now you're down in the 90s. Are you with me? Are you still yeah. tracking? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so uh, we're at 92. And then I go, you want to eat every day? Sure. How much time do you want to eat? And then we'll back that out. Let's just say you're going to have an hour for every meal, which is probably more than you need for breakfast. Yeah. Generous. Okay. Very generous. So that's 21 less hours. So mm -hmm. let's, what were we at? What did we're I say? At we're at 92. Something. So now we minus 21. Let's say we're at 71. Let's say you want to work out. Let's say you're just a, um, a, a workout freak and you're going to do workout uh, five days a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we've got five more hours. Okay, and so that's going to put us down at 66. All right, let's just say you're going to work during this time. You're one of those people that has to go into work. That yeah. awful boss. Now we're going to subtract 40. All right, so now we're in our, we got 20 hours still, 20 hours left. Mm. We've eaten for three hours. We've slept for eight. We've worked uh, for eight. We've worked out uh, for three. And I still got 20 hours this week to do whatever the heck I want. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to play Xbox every day? Awesome. Okay, let's let you play Xbox for an hour a day, which is not wise. Okay, you still got like 19 hours left. So don't tell me you don't have time. Do you think your life would be better if you spent 
10 hours a week with God, Absolutely. journaling, meditating, yeah. memorizing, and you still got nine hours to do whatever the heck you want after you do all those other things. And very few of us do all those other things the way I just described. Right. Absolutely. So I'm just saying, this is not a time problem. No. All right? This is a want problem. This is a heart problem. Proverbs 13, 4 says, The soul of the diligent is made fat, but the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing. Mm. The reason most of us don't have more of God is we don't want God more. It, it, and so right now, especially... Take advantage of this. Mm. Bible first, Bible most. Seek first the kingdom of God. Discipline yourself for the purpose of righteousness. Awesome. That's great. Um, that is all the time we got today Whoa. for questions. That we, was real truth real quick. Real Very. quick. We flew through it. And uh, we're going to be back every single day at 12 o'clock to answer you guys' questions live. So mm. please send them in. If you want to get ahead of the game, feel free to send them to rtrq at watermark.org, and we can start with some of those. Uh, we may get to the ones that we didn't get to today, tomorrow, uh, but continue sending them in, and we would love to answer those for you if that's helpful. I'll tell you one we're going to do tomorrow for sure. Okay. Are we living in the end times? Are we living mm. in the because end times? Because we know that one's Are coming we? in. We have. We've, right? defle we've deferred a couple days, and tomorrow we're going to do it. Yeah. So assuming today's not the last day, we will be at back tomorrow. Yeah. Well, All right? So if this is the end times, if today is the last day, then you won't need to even ask the question tomorrow. You'll just be living in the real truth of tomorrow. There you go. Otherwise, tomorrow... We will tell you if we're living in the last days. Well, thank you for joining us. We will be back at 2 o'clock today and then also at 7 for Watermark TV. So join us then. See you, friends. <laughs>